Despite all the talk about the insatiable demand for housing, some major cracks are starting to form in the sector. And we saw it yesterday in the housing market index taking a massive plunge as home builder sentiment turned sour. Let's talk about the situation with Brad Dillman. He's the chief economist at Cortland. Brad, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Okay, so things seemingly have taken a little bit of a turn for the worse here as our housing data continues to soften. But we're coming off such high levels. How do we keep that perspective at this moment? Well, I, one, this has all been quite predictable, I think. I don't think anybody's too surprised at the idea with the run-up we've had the last few years that we would see a slowdown. But another thing we can do is look at the nuances in the data. I think what was interesting in today's reports is it's really confirming this transition from single family construction to attached housing construction. And in particular, we can see that on the permitting side where uh, structures with five units or more, permits for those are up 28% year over year compared to single family, which is down you know, 11.5% year over year, but all that kind of washes out in year over year permitting data altogether. So the market's finding a way to respond to some of these pressures as it transitions different product types. Okay, so uh, how much transition is happening? Are people transitioning out of the market? In what sense? Are you talking about the the end user or are you talking about uh, builders? Well, it seems like the end user maybe we've got an issue with uh, is some of the demand slows. What do you see? Well, I think that's going to depend on the labor market. We do have Q2 multifamily data is in. And so I can tell you on the occupancy side, we did actually see occupancies tick down in generalized market data for the first time in five quarters. Uh, so that's good on the one hand because the market was so tight that this actually means there's more available units, which is certainly a positive. And then we're also getting the confirmation that annual rent growth peaked in the first quarter of this year. So rent growth in year over year terms is going to continue to slow. Um, so you know, in that regard, you're looking at uh, a little bit of moderation too. That's certainly a reflection of probably on some level, a little bit of this demand disruption as well. Okay. Uh, is there a, uh, an obvious kind of next uh, phase for this? As you mentioned, the big boom wasn't impossible to uh, see that that boom, you know, would have to turn around eventually. Uh, but is there any clarity here at, at this point? Because uh, even uh, mortgage rates and now have uh, obviously come back in quite a bit. The bond market remains quite volatile. So if you're trying to predict housing through bonds, it's about as good as being a market timer. It's a tough gig. Uh, any idea kind of what the next phase is? What's gonna be the biggest determining factor for what happens next? Well, to the degree we see you know, the 10-year treasury rate come down and then it'll jump back up and come down again, it's gonna breathe a little bit of life into this slowdown process and allow it to moderate. I think one thing that's really interesting is you start to hear talks now about the Fed even potentially cutting as, as soon as the end of this year uh, in some analyses or, or in the first part of next year. If we're in a situation like that, we were to see the 10-year really take a radical turn to the downside, uh, that obviously would breathe some life into things as well. But otherwise, I think what we are gonna see and what's been a very common you know, narrative so far has been just the, the complete destruction of affordability on the for purchase side. And that's due to the you know, high home price appreciation in conjunction with mortgage rates where they are today. That's gonna to channel demand to rental alternatives. We're seeing that in urban core submarket recoveries when it comes to rent growth. We're seeing that in still pretty strong rent growth in the geographic periphery of most markets. And we're seeing it in the little nuances in, in single family builder reports, You know, concerns that as much as 10% of the backlog may be at risk of cancellation. Mm. As um, that connection, what's that connection like, Brad, between uh, rents, and then uh, the home prices. Is there 
some do, are there moments where the two kind of move inversely to one another where if uh, you know housing becomes less affordable as maybe it, it did there for a moment um, you know the, the rent catches up and then if the opposite happens then uh, will rents slow down uh, because a lot of people are watching the rent uh, as a very key kind of next step for the inflation conversation or what role does the housing uh, market and the, the pricing of the uh, homes for sale affect what's happening for rents? Well, I think it's really about that marginal affordability. And we saw this even back in 2013 with the taper tantrum, right? When mortgage rates you know, blew out uh, quite quickly in conjunction with the Fed announcing that they were gonna be tapering QE3. And that really took a lot of mortgage affordability off the table. And if you look at the rental data, about a year later, you see a, 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 what at the time had been basically record annual rent growth you know, for that cycle. Uh, very, very strong. And so we may be on deck to see something like that again, except for the fact that we've already seen such a shockingly high annual rent growth, both due to, to in inflation, but also an extremely tight market. Um, I think the market has gotten so tight that what this is going to do again is allow annual rent growth to be stronger than it otherwise would have been. Um, it's still going to slow down, but it's still going to, it's just going to slow down at a, at a slower pace. And it's going to slow down at a, at a less uh, uh, awful pace because you've got marginal demand being channeled to it due to the demand disruption on the single family side, which most clearly is obvious due to the higher home prices and higher mortgage rates. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, pretty um, complex stuff, but um, you know, at least uh, right now it's uh, kind of making sense uh, as we can kind of see the way the gears fit together. Uh, at least uh, it, it makes sense relative to what's happening with rates and some of the volatility and mortgages. So thanks for helping us connect the dots, uh, Brad. Very helpful. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Brad Dillman, the chief economist from Cortland.